welcome to cii podcasts hello everyone and welcome to the cii podcast my name is jayan shriram and i'll be hosting this episode for you our topic for discussion today is conversational ai the changing dynamics of business interactions as the ongoing digital wave intensifies with the advent of advanced technologies ai keeps surprising us with the latest features that have been transforming businesses across industries conversational ai is one such technology which is not only changing the dynamics of human computer interaction but is also making room for new capabilities and functions for organizations apart from being a cost efficient solution for many business processes it's also helping organizations engage customers and deliver services more smoothly so how has the market for conversational ai grown over the past few years and what potential does it hold for future growth how is conversational ai redefining how brands communicate with their customers these are the topics we'll discuss today with our guest rashid khan chief product officer and co-founder of yellow ai a leading enterprise grade conversational ai platform enabling enterprises to unlock business potential at scale rashid is currently headlining operations for yellow ai in international markets he's been recognized on the forbes india 30 under 30 list for 2022 as well as the Forbes Asia 30 under 30 list as one of the young game changers who is disrupting the enterprise technology industry it's great to have you on the show rashid hey jent great to be uh, on the cia podcast uh, and looking forward to a very engaged uh, conversation here uh, the topic today is very close to us uh, it's something which we have been uh, operating uh, in this domain for the last 7 years and we have seen the evolution Uh, of uh, messaging uh, and, uh, and and the technology on top of it and the business on top of it uh, so really excited to discuss uh, uh, a lot more in today's podcast likewise we're very excited to have you and you know we know that this is a big and expanding topic um and so you know i thought we'd start by i thought i'd ask you a little bit about your own personal journey so you know tell us a little bit about how you got um into this field because you know we you know interactive ai based chat now i mean you could say it's many people are used to it it's almost uh, it's almost kind of ubiquitous but um, you know how far back did you spot its potential really yes yeah, so our uh, journey uh, with yellow messenger as we have previously known began uh, in early 2015 so you know 7 years from now so uh, it's essentially started off with with a very basic uh, and simple premise there were a couple of trends which we, which we uh, saw which were uh, becoming true uh, the first one essentially was we looked at the market uh, we, and we looked at the whole consumer behavior and one thing which was apparent was the growth of whatsapp uh, in indian consumers was going going uh, drastically high right and the tipping point essentially was that and when you think back uh, at that time you know most of our grandparents uh, and our parents started using that uh, as one of the first technology uh, evolutions right so you know i i still remember you know my you know my grand grandparents being able to message me and send me images and videos which was a great shift for them because they were very they were the f- folks who were still on the whole landline era uh, right and for them they moved to messaging and that's when actually we kind of realized uh, you know this is going to be a big big movement uh, the second key uh, you know which we essentially thought of was as messaging grew uh, as and we started looking at very similar markets and we categorized them as messaging first worlds and these are the places uh, or these are countries or regions where one of the first apps which any consumer is using is a messaging app 
uh, right? So you know, India is is the leading part of it. You know, ten years back it was it was the case. You look at LATAM uh, in Brazil, Argentina, and then you go to Southeast Asia. All of these actually are very messaging first markets. What we realized uh, the as these messaging apps grew uh, and as you know people were interacting more and more, there would be need you know for businesses to also come on onto these platforms. It would essentially happen at some point of time. And eventually, when message, when businesses do come on these platforms, uh, they would need all the sort of toolkits, you know, be for being able to manage their consumers who are interacting with them, um, you know, be able to target them and reach out to them, and be able to do transactions with them. Right? So back in 2015, it, this was the hypothesis which we started off with, and uh, yeah, and and we we didn't start off in this in 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 the enterprise space. Uh, we started off with in, in the consumer space, and that's why we had that name Yellow Messenger, which was derived from the, from the uh, from Yellow Pages, right? We essentially were bringing a messaging interface on top of businesses around you, uh, so you could message them in real time. So we essentially launched a B two C app back in twenty fifteen, got to more than fifty thousand active users, and we saw this huge trend where people were uh, talking to businesses. The queries were very mundane in some sense. People were asking product availability people are asking if something is open or not so i think that was our first instinct into this into this domain and as as with most product everything happens very iteratively so we through, went through our own journey of understanding what worked uh, we realized as a big market just being able to serve the enterprises so we shut down the app and we focused a lot on the enterprise side of things uh, uh, Jayant. Right, so that's a really um, that's a really interesting answer already because you know you've you've been in this space uh, so to speak from the hypothesis stage to actually you know seeing it kind of uh, fructify as a reality. So you know, um, having worked in this space for some time, how do you think having conversational AI as a tool? How do you think that really sort of increases the efficiency of uh, of a business in the way it operates? Um, yeah. You know, what's the what's the main advantage? Yeah. So. The, the way to think through this is that uh, the conversational AI essentially is bringing your real-time uh, conversations, uh, your real-time interaction with your end consumers uh, across different channels uh, in a more seamless manner, right? Uh, and at the front of it, while it, messaging or voice is the medium to interact uh, and get those services, from a consumer standpoint, first of all, it's opening up a lot of accessibility, uh, right? So today, when you look at a lot of markets, when you go to tier two, tier three cities, uh, and when you look at internet in general today, uh, uh, even in India, most of it is English based, uh, right? So uh, if, if you don't know English, you probably can't use the internet. Uh, I think that that has that had been the case, uh, but with apps like uh, WhatsApp uh, uh, and let's say the, the other messaging apps, that is not the case. You know, people interact in their local languages. I think the first thing is it has brought in a lot of access. Uh, second thing, there is no learning curve from a consumer standpoint, right? So when you're interacting with the business, and let's say you're interacting with your insurance company, and if you say, "Hey, I want to renew my insurance," or "I want to, uh, you know, file a, a claim process," um, it's it's just English. You don't have to figure out, you know, which menu option to go to, which button to click, what what to enter, uh, right? You're not overwhelmed with a lot of information being thrown at you, and then you have to figure out what to do, uh, right? Uh, so when the simplicity has come in on the front end uh, for consumers, on the back end, what it has pushed for most enterprises is to automate their processes, right? Now, so when in order for them to become real time, if if enterprises still stuck on uh, on a ticketing based method or uh, on a method where it requires a lot of humans to take action, I think that has gone uh, that has gone out uh, with this evolution coming in. 
and we we also uh, you know when we think about uh, you know why this has worked now uh, right uh, one of the biggest learnings for us also has been that while all while the messaging evolution was happening while people were interacting uh, a lot on the enterprise side there was massive adoption of rpa uh, which was happening uh, you know in the last 5 to 8 years it's what i would say so most enterprises were already on the digital transformation journeys to do that first level of automation uh, and do uh, and to you know automate a lot of the repetitive tasks through the robotic process automation or rpa uh, as we call it now on top of those automation when you provided a more conversational medium uh, i think it just it just took off uh, that way uh, and uh, from a so while this premise is said uh, i'm getting back to uh, you know from a uh, from from the question perspective what are the advantages which most enterprises see i think first one is definitely uh, you know when when you think of conversational ai one of the first use cases which comes is customer support right so for most organization they have been able to streamline their customer support uh, across uh, different channels they are available on more uh, uh, channels today because of uh, conversational ai being there so today you can get support for most uh, banks insurance companies and even government uh, for that matter on whatsapp uh, right uh, and you can interact with the with in natural language so that has happened so that essentially helps you know most enterprises save on their bottom line but it does not stop there uh, now as enterprises provide uh, as very seamless experience as enterprises provide uh, a lot of this automation in real time this leads to you being happy as a customer right because you're able to reach out at any point of time you're able to interact in any language you're able to interact on channel of your choice so you're no longer restricted from on on the phone call from 8 to 6 uh, or you have to wait for 15 minutes to talk to an agent so all of those is actually going away so as a, as a end consumer you're becoming more happy uh, right so customer satisfaction is going up and we're seeing this also because of this happening the second order effect essentially which is coming in is it is impacting your buying journeys right so now the brand loyalty essentially increases you are more likely to buy from brands which are providing a much better customer service so and in the we have been looking at lot of survey data uh, just this year 75% of people have said that they would prefer buying from a brand which provides a much better customer experience uh, and customer support uh, than they would uh, uh, on on the price comparison uh, right? so i think that's where we are getting leading up to and that these are some of the things which you know enterprises typically see with the adoption of conversational ai uh, in the first uh, first few months jen uh, okay yeah that's really interesting and i think it has like many many facets to it um so i'd like to um i'd like to move on now rashid and i just you know i want to ask you a question you know taking the uh, covid years uh, as a yardstick you know i think if we kind of generally accept the principle now that you know during covid many of the trends and technologies that were kind of taking off in the world they got supercharged in some way accelerated in terms of their implementation so you know how much is the market for conversational ai you know if you take that yardstick how much has it grown just over the last 3 years say since the beginning of 2020 as businesses kind of changed the way they wanted to operate yeah so uh, uh, you know covid as as i said uh, it, it essentially fast tracked the adoption of lot of technologies uh, by 3 to 4 years uh, is uh, was the trend which we saw back in 2020 and every year it has just uh, accelerated for every business to keep adopting a lot of automation based technologies uh, and lot of technology in general to move, you know, move on their digital transformation journey uh, 
just from a conventional ai market uh, right uh, back in 2018 or 2019 that market was probably around 6.8 billion dollars uh, globally uh, and in uh, 2021 that uh, went to close to 12 billion dollars uh, so it essentially expanded uh, 2x uh, within that time frame expected to go to 18 to 20 billion in the next two years right so we're seeing like like 3 to 4x uh, growth Uh, of the market which is expanding uh, right and a big chunk of that uh, uh, what we would like to attribute it is to uh, you know the whole condition of you know how covid uh, and protocols got implemented uh, to avoid covid one of the biggest impact was on the contact centers uh, right so uh, you know agents they could not leave their home and travel to uh, most of these dpo offices so what essentially happened was there was huge call volumes racking up for most uh enterprises uh, there was a huge support tickets uh coming in you know people asking for support people having queries about product and services uh, so all of that essentially led to most cios thinking uh, of adopting uh the conventional ai to solve a lot of those problems uh, so it started with that and we essentially saw like a huge uptick uh, in a number of conversations uh, and the number of customers which is signed uh, uh, you know in the last 2 to 3 years it has uh, it has been mind blowing in that sense Uh, and even today, uh, the demand is—we don't see a decrease in the demand. Uh, I think there's uh, a lot of supply problem at this point of time in the conversational AI space. Uh, uh, to be able to service the uh, demand uh, uh, from the enterprises, so uh, I think uh, uh, yeah. If we if we go on to this uh, on this path, uh, we also are seeing a lot of the industries which uh, were. Uh, risk averse uh, right so when you look at industries like healthcare uh, when you look as look at look at uh, governance uh, right i think these are some of the places where technology uh, adoption is much slower we are seeing a massive pull pull even from these uh, industries as well at this point of time uh, so uh, yeah jets so i think it's uh, the market has expanded uh, drastically in the last uh, couple of years uh, and and expand and expect, expected to go yeah much much uh, bigger uh, you know from, from here Yeah, that's really interesting. Again, and um, you know, again, I want to go back to you know one of the things that we covered. Um, you you mentioned yourself that uh, you know the normal way that most people might uh, conceive of conversational AI or just in their own experience uh, happens to be with in the custom in the customer service space, right? So whether over WhatsApp you're chatting um, with an agent or something like that. um but i was also curious to know you know um tell us about a little bit about the sort of expanding new use cases that are emerging for conversational ai you know just going beyond that customer servicing which is of course vitally important um yeah. you know what are the other contexts in which it's now being used yeah that's an interesting uh, uh question jayant i think uh, uh we've seen this evolution happen uh, across different types of uh, industries and different types of use cases so while customer support has been the leading use case across uh, uh, but we've also had green shoots uh, across different other things uh, uh, different other types of interactions uh, right to, and one of the thing which stand out and which is a second big uh, segment today is the whole employee to enterprise uh, interaction right uh, the uh, uh, today when you look at most enterprises uh, out there uh, you know everybody has a huge uh employee base um, you know beat uh, the banks beat the insurance companies uh one of the thing one of the biggest problems statements which exists there as well as uh you know how do you propagate uh, the right information uh, to the employees at the right time 
how do you get uh, you know the feedback uh, from them in real time and uh, especially when it comes from an employee perspective today uh, you know most of us when we you know we work in we work in offices uh, to get any service uh, or you know be it from a hr perspective be it from an it perspective we essentially have to keep raising tickets uh, right and there's again a 48 to 72 hours delay before some you know we get a resolution on that or we can update on that uh, so the second biggest uh, 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 lever which is seen in this market is the automation of those type of conversations which we categorize as employee experience or ex uh, uh, right uh, which comprises of hr uh, and it uh, so i think this has been uh, on the rise uh, the second type of use case which we have seen uh, pick up quite a lot uh, uh, and quite recently across different countries uh, is on the governance bit uh, so we've seen massive adoption by for citizen services uh, by the government to provide these services on uh usually used channels uh, so definitely on on mobile apps and uh, whatsapp but we also seen adoption on the uh, uh telephony side with voice bots uh, right so today we are working with uh, more, more than five or six government entities both central as well as uh, uh state governments uh, to bring in very interesting use cases i think one of the things which we are doing with one of the governments is to uh, is on the whole uh Uh, anti corruption bit uh, it's how we can people easily report uh, these uh, in real time uh, and, uh, uh, and and get resolution right so we're seeing citizen services is a huge focus in india and just outside of india as well uh, we've been working with the uae government on lot of their initiatives uh, on citizen services uh, so that is that has been a massive pull uh, i think most governments realize today they want to be close to their citizens be able to provide a very seamless experience uh, across and and a very unified experience right so you don't have to run around uh, 10 different websites fill up 15 20 forms uh, to get something done so there's a huge focus on efficiency uh, uh, efficiency there uh, and uh, finally uh, we also see uh, uh, a huge adoption in uh, certain type of uh, high value sales uh, uh, for goods which which are adopting uh, uh, conversational ai so just provide an example a lot of we also service a lot of luxury brands uh, across the globe and uh, over there companies have come up with what we call as digital concierge uh, where they're able to first understand a client's requirement uh, you know in in the in the luxury space and be able to you know custom give out solutions or products to to match that so pre covid era uh, what we essentially saw was that it was actually happening in in shop concierge who would understand your requirements and then give you very custom or tailor fit products for you uh, now as that shopping trend moves online the adoption of a lot of this digital concierge is on the rise uh, for uh, for these type of uh, products agent yeah and you know just to the point of you know you were talking about governments and citizen services i imagine that you know when countries for instance are trying to run huge programs like vaccinations for covid you know that kind of use case supercharges the you know the efficacy of uh, you know employing conversational ai right yeah yeah and in india i think this is one of one of the biggest use cases right uh, just getting mm-hmm. a vaccine certificate on whatsapp where uh, rest of the you know, some countries where it's i know as difficult as getting the print out from some government office uh, uh, or you know it's, it's as you know you get a card uh, right so it's in, uh, some of those things we are able to see that impact uh, uh, in india quite a lot because of you know just being this technology being there Yeah, that's really fascinating. And you know, I was curious, Rashid. Um, 
just i was thinking are there some um, you know some markets or some work cultures where messaging for client or business interactions is more prevalent or you know accepted as the norm uh, perhaps i was thinking perhaps that it's more it's more of a norm in asia perhaps than it is in other markets in the world and is that in some sense you know when you're trying to expand uh, you know conversation ai taking it as a you know software as a service proposition to other markets um is that a limiting factor is that a cultural factor to this yeah. uh, messaging yeah yeah no no definitely uh, uh you know as 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 we started this conversation and i talked about uh, this messaging first worlds or messaging messaging first countries uh, that is truly relevant uh, so uh just to come back on the definition uh, we define messaging first countries uh, or messaging first regions uh are places where one of the first apps which when when consumers have gone online uh, and they have interacted is a messaging app right so in in, in and and that includes example of you know india is a big example of that uh, latam is a big example of that southeast asia is a big example of that and each of these regions have very different flavor of messaging which works there so when you took look at uh, brazil and india Uh, that essentially is a very uh, whatsapp heavy market but the moment you go to southeast asia uh, you know china is essentially heavily wechat dominated uh, then you go to south korea of uh, just kakao talk uh, then in uh, vietnam philippines uh, it's a mix of uh, 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 viber and instagram right um, so uh, definitely i think each of these countries each of these regions have very different types of nuances uh right and it's very color- culturally connected uh with the type of conversations they want to have um so uh, when when you look at uh, uh, when you look at a market like india uh, you know uh, work happens the work stream for us more, for most of us happens across uh, whatsapp as well right so uh, there's there's lot less boundary on personal and work on on our whatsapp numbers today uh, but the same uh, this thing when you go to countries like us or europe there's a very clear demarcation between what is work and what is uh, uh, not work right so for them all their work happens essentially happens on slack and microsoft teams from a collaboration perspective but there's not a lot of interaction and business conversation which is happening uh, or employee conversation which is happening on whatsapp or uh, sms uh, for that matter so uh, you know when we started our when we started thinking to go global uh, back in 2018 uh, our first thought process was that hey which are the markets which are very similar to india and uh, uh, the country which we essentially uh, uh, identified was that was indonesia right it has it has uh, 300 million plus population uh, living there uh, cultural culture is very similar to india uh, uh, from that perspective uh, whatsapp is a very heavily used uh, dominant uh, app there uh, and as we expanded to different regions uh, we have always baked into that and have tried to understand that cultural aspect of you know how people interact with technology in general right and what is their sense of uh, and how they will accept uh, 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 something new just coming in because at the end of the day uh, our success is very dependent on uh, how our customers uh, which is which is largely enterprises uh, th- their adoption of you know conversational ai would be right because our product essentially gets used by end consumers uh, so if they don't like it uh, because of cultural reasons if they don't like it because of any other things Uh, that directly impacts us so so even at our organization we essentially have formed a group for uh, uh, user studies uh, where we try to understand each market as we're going into it uh, uh, and what you've seen is uh, 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 when this, this is something very relatable for for us uh, as we were thinking about japan uh, so uh, you know japan is a market where uh, from a, from their culture perspective uh, their acceptance of technology has gone very very high uh, right 
and for them robots have been in some sense being a part of their life uh, for quite many years so for them this is very natural to uh, interact and use uh, right compare that to let's say when we are uh, going into us uh, which is a very different market uh, there uh, there are already a lot of uh, ways available for self service uh, right so you know people have been using uh, he- heavily websites and mobile apps uh, people have been calling on the contact call centers for a very long time with some bit of automation there so there again we are seeing different types of challenges where different type of use cases emerging um, so yeah jay i think that whole cultural bit uh, definitely in today's landscape uh, for any company to sell uh, um, they need to count into the whole uh, cultural piece of you know how people would accept a technology uh, how do they view their relationship with the technology um, and things around it Uh, to be successful uh, in those markets yeah i really like the uh, you know country by country comparison especially with indonesia japan i think just you know by talking about this technology we're also covering you know how different work cultures sort of you know organize themselves around messaging and um, you know things like that um so uh, the the next question rashid is you know i wanted to also you know from a technological perspective um i wanted to ask how early are we in the evolution of the capabilities of conversational ai you know what's the potential for these bots to be perhaps even more uh, refined in their interactions and i don't know if this is sort of an you know how you would measure progress in the industry per se but would it would, would it be i mean i would think that you know when you when you progress you get you get a conversational bot to sound even more human but is that something that you actually think about or is it a different kind of functionality that you try and assign to uh, to the ai to the ai Yeah, well, that's a very interesting one, uh, and something which I love uh, to uh, talk and discuss about uh, is you know, how the how AI is evolving uh, and how it impacts uh, you know us as a company, us as a product, uh, and more importantly, how does it impact uh, the people whom we serve, uh, right? Which is the end consumers. Uh, and uh, when I think about from an evolution perspective, we are in super early days of what AI can do. uh i think right now we are at a stage where we are just able to understand uh when when and able to understand let's say language right which is just one aspect of it so today uh, uh in conversational ai um we have this whole concept of uh, you know the action which user wants to take which is which is called as intent uh, which a user has right uh so today uh, our technology and generally in the in the conversational ai space uh what companies have been able to do well is be able to understand the intent of the user based on what user has said uh, uh, uh right now that is just a, that is just a surface uh, of it uh, now as you go deeper uh, uh there the, the different areas which uh, uh, ai will become um, better and then uh, and what that would mean i'll explain uh, in this Uh, so the different areas in which uh, ai will be leveraged uh, and used across the uh, organization uh, and towards the uh, end consumers um, the first is now once you have understood what user wants to say right um, today we are just getting at the intent but that is not the true meaning of what user said uh, in 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 some sense so there's a lot of work which is today happening uh, in uh, understanding the true meaning uh, uh, of it Uh, so today that's and that's the reason today you have, we have today you know in, in in our company we also call you know today most bots are still in that v1 as you would say so it would so thing which the bot has been trained to do it will do that really well but let's say if you, even if you deviate a bit from the 
uh, workflow or if you deviate a bit from the question which is supposed to answer uh, and you ask something which is uh, in the same domain but which is not which the bot has not been configured to answer uh, it fails there drastically uh, right and it does not have a lot of fallback mechanism the most it can do is it can transfer to an agent and then agent answers you back right uh, so i think the first evolution of ai essentially would be that uh, understanding the true meaning and then going into the enterprise systems uh, so be it uh, uh, the enterprise applications like their crm the erp or it could be their own knowledge bases and then trying to generate the answer right so essentially we are seeing one of the first few use cases of and even in the news right now uh, we are seeing something called a generative ai uh, where uh, ai is essentially generating uh, text for you ai is generating images for you or videos for you so that being leveraged uh, that will be the first level of evolution which we see the second which we uh, are essentially uh, very bullish on is i don't know uh, uh, is on the uh, uh, voice front which is on the contact uh, center right so today today when you call up uh, the contact center uh, 80 to 90% of our calls are still handled by humans right so we we do have a, a simple ivr uh, which most uh, uh, most of the, most of the enterprises implement but eventually all of those ivr trees transfer to an agent with some context so you, you don't start off with uh, uh, with blank slate right now ai essentially is going to come there uh, and first you know we have already seen the early evolution uh, of speech to text uh, processing text to speech processing uh, you know with alexa with google assistant uh, and siri and uh, technologies like that so we're going to see a lot of those getting embedded into our normal telephony systems and they'll essentially be able to do your first level of call resolution so let's say if you're calling to know your account balance so if you're calling to know you know when your uh, you know where your order is so those type of questions will be definitely be able to handle It'll be able to understand the uh, voice in real time, and then be able to answer back, right? Um, and then we essentially the third level of evolution, which we which will move, uh, which or which we which we are seeing is having free flowing conversations across text uh, or voice on a, any subject, uh, right? So uh, you know, uh, and that essentially becomes like uh, the availability of uh, general intelligence or general AI, uh, as people call it. So I think we are very very far from achieving. Uh, general artificial intelligence but especially with predictive uh, uh and and the generative ai becoming uh, mainstream and getting used a lot now with applications i think we'll tend to that where you would be essentially be able to have uh, you know a free flowing conversation like this uh, with an ai on any topic uh, right uh, and that i think we see a huge uh, use cases on uh, men, uh, you know the whole health uh, front beat mental uh, wellness and Uh, emotional wellness. We see a lot of uh, applications on training uh, um, uh, and, uh, uh, and 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 some of the other use cases on uh, just consulting. Uh, right. So I think that's where the the market uh, will be headed. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I would still say we're just scratching the surface, and then uh, there there like years and decades to go before a lot of this also become a reality. Especially the type three, which I talked about, which is. Uh, which is AI becoming more conversant, uh, uh, right? And without a lot of uh, you know data to be fed in, without a lot of uh, configuration to be done, I think we are far from that. One and two, I think we are seeing heavy applications today, and they're just going to keep getting iteratively better uh, as we uh, as we go along. Wow, yeah, I think all of that sounds uh, really exciting, uh, Rashid, and a, and a lot to look forward to. I think you know AI. The possibilities of AI, we can talk about that all day. Uh, but you know, for this particular conversation, we'll 
uh, we'll have to wrap it up. But I would like to uh, give you the last word in some sense. Uh, is there something perhaps that you could we could end on a note where you could perhaps tell us about one very particular use case or uh, client that you're that you've been working for recently um, that you know was a very engaging and very interesting sort of uh, you know use case for uh, conversational AI. Yeah, so uh, I think we we keep uh, getting these uh, uh, you know very good type of use case and customers um, almost every month uh, uh, where TT want to do something which is which feels it's uh, definitely uh, 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 pushing the boundaries uh, in, in in some sense, uh, right? And I think one of the use cases which we have landed uh, quite recently is on the voice AI side uh, uh, with one of the largest. Uh, 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 financial institutions in India, right? So uh, where, well, the use case is simple. Uh, the the uh, the what's uh, what's uh, important is the whole efficacy and uh, and 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 the completion rates, which which are very which are much better than humans uh, in in mm. those, uh, right? And this essentially is let's say when you are buying uh, any any type of financial product today, uh, be it a loan, be it uh, an insurance, uh, right? Uh, there's a mandate uh, from the IRDA uh, is that you essentially need to get a call on a recorded line uh, where you accept the terms and conditions, where you understand uh, hmm. what product which you're buying, uh, right? And up until now, uh, for most uh, financial institutions today, that is that happens uh, uh, on a through, through a human, right? So someone calls you up and they say, hey, there's a recorded line. They'll read you through the whole terms of uh, conditions. They'll tell you uh, what you're buying, uh, what are the liabilities, and stuff like that. Uh, and then when you say you accept, that's when uh, the processing essentially happens, right? Uh, so what we essentially have seen this particular uh, customer of ours, uh, they have done end-to-end automation uh, of you know uh, being able to find uh, the right loan. So let's say if you're looking for a home loan uh, or, a, or a car loan. Uh, then uh, being able to do your document verification on the same conversation. So as you keep uploading, uh, being able to do that verification uh, of uh, you know the verification call automatically through a voice AI, and being able to disperse that amount into your bank account uh, within that conversation, right? So they have shrunken down, shrunken that timeline to even give loans up to fifteen to twenty lakh rupees uh, within few minutes, uh, right? Uh, and uh, for us, what was very interesting was the whole voice AI bit in this, where uh, uh, the voice agent, uh, the, or sorry, the voice AI uh, agent uh, which we're using, uh, that essentially gave had a very high efficacy uh, in able to in terms of do we were able to understand a multilingual uh, conversations. So you're calling out people in tier two, tier, tier three cities, uh, people, uh, and this essentially is uh, for them, uh, you know, as when they receive a call, they for them it's very hard to say it's a uh, automated AI. Uh, or is it a human agent, uh, right? So for them, they essentially continue as a normal conversation. And on that, we essentially reached um, uh, uh, close to 85% uh, completion where humans were at 70%. So even if a human would call and tell you, you would you would end somewhere, in, like 70% of the calls would get completed and 30% of people would drop off or say, they'd call me later or whatever, right? Uh, with the AI uh, uh, voice AI over there, we were able to get to 85 to 86%, which was 15% higher than than, than humans, right? And that was very fascinating for us to uh, to see, uh, Jay. It's great to have you on the show, Rashid. Thank you so much for making time for us today. Thank you, and uh, thanks for having me uh, on the podcast. Thank you for listening to CII Podcasts.